Welcome back to another amazing episode of the Gospel of Mark by your very own Mark Mosley Jr. This episode is about the sovereignty and superiority of the Bible and the Christian faith. As is every episode of this podcast, this is just more information to make better decisions. Someone that I definitely call friend um, asked me a question to think on why the Bible is the one-all, be-all, the end-all, um, in, in, in specifically in regards to, you know, having multiple denominations in Christianity and um, why, why should we just, this should be it. So, yes, I know there's, you know, atheism and um, the Muslims, the Islamic faith, um, the and other religions out there. But this is going to be more so geared towards the religions or the denominations that are um, similar but not congruent to um, the entirety of the Christian faith, if that makes sense. Um, so, you know, like, you know, one may believe in Catholicism, um, one may be... Um, a Baptist or an, um, a Methodist Adventist. Um, but what I am only going to do in this podcast, now bearing any outside conversations about this one um, or barring any outside conversations about this podcast, um, I will really just want to hit the main points about the Bible itself and about what I truly have seen in the Christian faith to be true um, as you know, used by the Bible um, and no other source. And there's a reason why um, I'm not going to go by other sources. Um, and that that scripture would just be first Corinthians chapter four, verse six, um, telling those in Corinthians not to go beyond what is written in scripture. Um, and for Paul himself to be validated, um, you would just go to first Corinthians chapter 14, verse 37. And it says, if anyone thinks and claims that he is a prophet, a two true spokesman for God or spiritually astute, filled with and energized by the Holy Spirit. Let him recognize that the thing, things which I, that will be Paul, write to you are the Lord's commandment. Verse 38. If anyone does not recognize this, that is a command of the Lord. He is not recognized by God. So we, I kind of have to start there. Um, because I, I have had conversations um, with the likes of other people in um, different spaces and they like to basically um, come for Paul. They're like, you know, this is Paul's religion and not Christianity. You know, you guys talk about following Christ, but you quote from Paul. Well, and that's because of verses like this. So this is where I believe Paul validates himself. Um, but then I want to take us to my points, right? So the reason why I'm going to use this is, um, or talk about this today, is based on five different points, which is number one is faith. Number two is denial of self or change of self. Number three is unity. Number four is participation. Number five is the similarities, but not congruent. So, to explain faith, I typically go to Hebrews chapter one or chapter 11, verse one. And it says, now faith is the assurance, title deed, confirmation 
of things hoped for, divinely guaranteed, and the evidence of things not seen, the conviction of their reality. Faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. Like to me, that verse sets a standard, right? Because throughout um, my time as a Christian, and um, I'm sure a lot of people's times as Christian who take this seriously, um, you're going to be debated about, you know, there not being any evidence um, left behind by Jesus as for his even for his existence. Though many of the, you know, even the Jew, Jewish leaders, they, they may not have liked Jesus and what he taught. They didn't deny his existence, but there will be some who do um, and put the burden of proof on us. And honestly, I take that because this whole faith, this whole belief is about faith. Right. And I think most times that in certain I would say in certain places we have incorrectly explained what faith was so you'll talk to someone who may be of an atheistic belief and you know like why do you you know think that this is so true and it's like oh because of faith and it's like okay well what's that you know it's it's to the individual well no if you just read the amplified version it'll explain what faith is you know faith is to comprehend something as fact and when we comprehend something like we accept this as a fact, though we have not experienced it. And to me, I think there are natural things that we actually can feel with our senses. They kind of fall in similar into that category. And but I don't want to necessarily use them um, because I don't want to downplay who God is and who Jesus is to us as the Christian faith. But I'm not coming for the atheistic side of it. I'm more so talking to the the group as a whole. And I guess this is more about, you know, just a centralized, unified Christian um, thought process rather than just the sovereignty of the Bible. Um, but in some cases, I think that the sovereignty of the Bible kind of gets rid of of denominations and any other belief outside of the bible because we have so many scriptures like if you go to first corinthians and i believe it's chapter one it says in verse 10 of first corinthians chapter one it says but i urge you believers by the name of our lord jesus christ that all of you be in full agreement in what you say and that there be no divisions or factions among you, but that you be perfectly united in your way of thinking and in your judgment about matters of the faith. Verse 11, for I have been informed about you, my brothers and sisters, by those of Chloe's household, that there are quarrels and factions among you. Now, verse. this is verse 12. Now I mean this, that each one of you says i am a disciple of paul or i am a disciple of, b disciple of apollos or i am a disciple of cephas uh cephas however you want to say that peter or i am a disciple of christ verse 13 has christ been divided into different parts was paul crucified for you or were you baptized in the name of paul certainly not so once i look into the Christian faith and 
you know, you have Baptist, you have AME, you have all types of, you know, acronyms um, and whatever they may stand for, Methodist and different ones, Presbyterian, so forth and so on. I'm, I mean, I, I have to disagree that we um, are doing this uh, as nothing is new under the sun. These people were having factions as well. And I think we just translated that and used different ways you know, to express the factions and, and to feel like we are correct in our way of doing things. And so then we have a set of doctrine that comes from it because th there has to be a reason as to why one would call themselves a Methodist or a Catholic or a Baptist. There has to be a reason why. But if it was a biblical reason, then the Bible would explicitly show such right show that information as to why it would be okay to do this because I, I was taking time to do research on this topic and it, it became interesting when I would see people who defended what they like why they identified as something now I'm not saying and again it, this is not to make anyone stop doing something of course but I'm not saying that you can't you know go to a church because I'm not saying that as a Christian, you know, that we will just stop denominations because of Mark Mosley's podcast. <laughs> like, I, I don't think that I, that would be, you know, you know, beneficial, but I don't think that that'll happen. So I'm not saying that you shouldn't go to a church because that, that one church might, might not preach the, the Baptist doctrine, you know, but they may have Baptists on their church, you know, they might be in the church's name. But I'm not saying not to go. So definitely don't take me as such. Or even if you um, consider yourself to be Catholic, I don't think that you should stop going to a Catholic church based on this podcast. But I do think that your personal beliefs, if they are of the Bible, that they should be only with the Bible. There should be no other doctrine. And for that, that that's that's why I believe what I believe, um, because even though I have friends that do go to denominational churches when they start to break down different doctrines um, is, you know, I've heard um, many times from those in the Baptist community, you know, that you don't have to be baptized to be, you know, it's a part of salvation, but you can be baptized to be a Baptist, you know, that they will baptize you for that, but they won't baptize you in the name of like, you know, because you believe you know, but, but but because you believe you will be baptized to be a Baptist and then you ask them like, hey, is being a Baptist, you know, biblical doctrine. And it's like, well, no, but there is biblical doctrine. Like, will that help me be saved? No. But so why why believe in it? Why should I be a Baptist? It's like, well, that's just the way of, the way it goes. That's the way of the Lord. That's what God wanted. He wanted to set us apart. So, oh. Like and call us Baptist. Like, are we and and we see it as a denomination. Like we 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 acknowledge that it is a denomination. Like it is not just Christianity, but you are now a Baptist. You are now a Methodist. You are now this. You are you are this. And I think one of the biggest I would say parts of Christianity is what you identify as, because. Uh, we we try to combine things with the Bible, and I don't want to get into the more controversial topics just yet. But there are different things that are a part of sin, you know, like in First Corinthians chapter six and nine. 
You know, there are certain sins that people want to be both. I would like to be this Christian, this like it's just Christian. So I think that because we don't see ourselves is falling into the category of first Corinthians chapter six and nine, you know, those are the heinous sins. Right. So then we I like to identify as something else and also say we have the same beliefs. But I mean, one plus one equals two. If you had the same beliefs as I and if we actually were on full agreement in what we say, then we wouldn't be claiming anything other than Christ in that alone. Right. So when we buy into the idea that, oh, because people accept Jesus Christ and they fall under being Baptist and they accept Jesus Christ and they fall under being Methodist and they accept Jesus Christ and being Catholic and so forth and so on. It's OK to do this. But we're saying that we, we follow the Bible, that all of this is based on the Bible. But then once we get deep into our denominations we start to see that it is not and if our denominations were actually set on the bible because think about this like when you look at verse 11 in the bible there are people saying that i am of paul but those very people that that claim to be of his faction he is leading them back to christ and that's it he does not even want them to say that he that they are of paul so but we sit here and we want people to be of what we are a part of, even though in the Bible where a man who they are claiming to be a part of that they are of Paul and they are of Apollos. These people are pointing them to be back of Christ, just of Christ and that alone. So the question is, what are you doing? Are you justifying having denominations are you justifying this just because of tradition it was one thing that me and my father was speaking about god bless him um last night it was a few hours long but it was such an amazing conversation to have but tradition i think the things traditionally that we have implemented into our belief systems we have then began to overlook what well, we were talking about speaking in tongues right and and we were talking about how you know, in, in certain places, people have agreed that the Bible um, does not does not agree with us speaking in tongues when there is no interpreter. But we'll do it anyways. And it's like, OK, well, well, the Bible says this was like, well, we'll do it anyways. But a, a part of the reason why we will just do it anyways is because of tradition. Like change in that area is not. It's not essential to to living as a Christian, to doing something the right way, even though we want things to be done in decency and in order until it's time to do it the right way, as the Bible said. So then we'll use the scriptures that talk about decency and order, but then we won't actually practice it because it's in the same one. Right. So we, we go to first Corinthians fourteen thirty three, and it says God is not a God of confusion but of peace and order. But then it also says in the same chapter that if there is no interpreter, do not speak in tongues in church. And it's like, wouldn't you want your church to be ran in a decent and orderly way? Well, yeah. But we, we decide not to because the tradition has kept us in that area. 
So and this goes back to having the different denominations because I'm I, I mean, we can we can debate this, but I'm pretty, pretty sure that this comes from a denominational teaching because then you have Pentecostal. It's like, oh, we're Pentecostal. So, hey, we speak in tongues. We believe that this shows the indwelling or the filling of the Holy Spirit. You haven't been filled until you're able to do this. Well, I mean, we just completely disregard First Corinthians chapter 12 to one this to another this to another this to another this. So then all of these other gifts are kind of pushed on the back end and speaking in tongues is the gift. It, that's the one. And it's like, wow, like we've just completely disregarded what the Bible says. So we'll read verses about factions. We'll read verses about decency and order. But then we will have our factions and create an order inside of the faction to then make it right. It, that now it's the true way to go. That's very interesting to me as to as to how we made that right in our minds. And but the Bible says the opposite. But then if we were to go to people and we were to go people into these denominations, people would agree that they are going 100 percent from the Bible or that maybe they wouldn't. Because after taking some time to do some research and looking at the different ones who are more similar to Christianity, um, it does seem like we have to stray away from the Bible to actually get the progress that we want in, in the direction that we want it to go. So it's like if I want people to join my religion and make it different. And I, I think that that has been a hmm, I would say. A, a, hmm, a fallacy within our minds honestly I think it comes from the enemy it, it's to where we we think the Bible is not enough the Bible isn't enough and and I think that with that thinking we then start to add and take away from the Bible to then fit an agenda and I think it, at some point in time and I was talking with my father about this I think at some point in time, we have to start deciding if we go from the Bible, like, is that not what the enemy wants us to do? So, like, can we all agree that there is an enemy and that he comes to steal, kill and destroy? Like, that's what he's here to do. OK, we agree on that. But then we also go away from what God wants. So then we'll look at Paul and we'll look at the different ones and it's like, hey, you know, this is what it says. It's like, well, well, no, I want this. You know, I am a Catholic. I am, you know, Pentecostal. I am Baptist. I am Methodist. I am these things because they're they're good. God wants that. God called me to be this. So God called you to be the thing that does not save you because the thing that saves you is Christianity. Right. That's what saves you because being a Baptist doesn't automatically mean that because you could just claim it. Right. You could just say, yes, I am saved and be baptized. And that it. And then you not believe. So I think that we should put a halt and stop these things and actually make something better of it by actually being what the word wants us to be, because that's the uni that's the uni unification of it all. It's like this is how we do this. And honestly, I think when we unify ourselves, that leads me to this is then then we will truly be denying that old man. Right. Where we're like, OK, I am now changed. I am that 
that new creature. Because honestly, I don't think that we have been living in that way. Because we're looking at this and looking at it as though it's like an option. So we, we don't want to fully change because we have the option of not doing this the right way. Like we can just sit there and say, oh, well, that's for the Corinthians. That's not for us. But then we're not going to take we're going to pick and choose because we do some of the things that we do based on Paul's teaching. But then we also deny some of Paul's teaching to to continue to do things in our own way. So but I truly think that when I sit and look at the superiority and the the sovereignty of the Bible it, it outweighs everything else. There should be no other answer for our questions and for um, our thoughts and concerns and our issues and our problems other than the Bible. Now, I, we can definitely um, go into discussion about, you know, what books of the Bible there are, um, because, you know, you have people that are bringing up the book of Enoch and, and so forth and so on. And I'm not here to just tell them they cannot do that you know and don't look into it but i am saying from my personal and if you trust me i hope you do but i'm saying from my personal research of the bible and looking into the scriptures like his nature has been the same god's nature has been love all throughout and when i have done my research on the books that have been missing or quote unquote missing then it, it seems that they are not they were rejected by the leaders back then because God's nature was inconsistent. So I think that we it, it's OK to read. It's OK to be into those. But I think that with the 66 that we have here, <laughs> you are completely fine and more well off than you would be if you would read something else. Uh, and I'm saying that even I think that's why I have not written the book, because I'm like, I don't want people to think that my book is the way I want them to still. I want if I was to write a book, I wanted to point someone back to the Bible because that matters way more than what I think about the Bible. Because at the end of the day, you still have to practice Second Timothy 215. You have to study to show yourself approved. Now, me, if I consider myself a teacher, yes, I'm going to be held at a higher standard based on what I teach you. Correct. And I'm going to do my best to put out the, the more appropriate and accurate and precise information. But it is for you to go and study for yourself to show yourself approved because you have to believe this. It's not that you just agree with me and you're like, oh, hey, Mark, I think you're right. But if you don't truly believe this for yourself, then me being right does absolutely nothing for you. So I think there are very distinct ways to point out what we are doing right and what we are doing wrong. And those distinct ways are just looking in the Bible to actually deny yourself. I think that you have to go back and look in the scriptures and see what do you want to do? Because I believe that that's what adds to the sovereignty of the Bible is that when you look at yourself and you see that you want to be more and you want to be different, you can look in the Bible and see how you should stand out and that you should be set apart. That the Bible is saying, don't go beyond what is written in Scripture. But then in different belief systems, that's exactly what we do. 
we go from someone else's thinking about it. Um, and in different, you know, sectors of religion, or I will say this, the denominations, that's exactly how we get to Catholicism and how we get to Pentecostal and how we get to Baptist because someone else had to have an idea. I mean, they did. It didn't come out of thin air. Like this just didn't appear just because. This is to show you that we are needing to go back to what the word says. And that is all. Because we haven't truly understood what the Bible is saying. And honestly, I don't think it's that we don't. Yeah, I think that's a part of it is that we don't understand. Because the Bible says in all that getting, get understanding and my people perish for the lack of knowledge. Hmm, so I think it's a bit of both. Because if we sit here and we listen to what's going on around us about denominations and why people believe differently, like because it's like what sets you apart from me? But we're supposed to be of the same mind. But then we walk around because that's one thing I never truly understood about those who claim to to believe. Right. It's like you claim to believe, but then you also say that we all can have different interpretations of the Bible. But then the Bible itself says to have the same mind. How do you interpret that? Like the Bible will say have the same mind and we will interpret that as have a different mind. We have billions of people on the earth and one Jesus. Because, I mean, if you if you believe in, in verses like first John chapter two, verse six, and it says whoever says he lives in Christ that is, whoever says he has accepted him as God and Savior ought as a moral obligation to walk and conduct himself just as he walked and conducted himself. Let, I mean, listen to that. So whether you are a Catholic or whether you are a Baptist or you worship Pentecostally or you're saying that you're a Methodist, if you said that you believe in Jesus Christ, then you are to conduct yourself like him. Now, where are you going to find more things about Jesus in the Bible? OK, so in that same Bible is Paul's teachings. Do you agree with Paul being a teacher of the word and that his word was inspired by God? Yes, you agree. Well, Paul is also saying don't have any factions. So why do we then agree with factions? Why do we agree with denominations? Why do we do that? If if the end of that equation is Satan, because it didn't come from God, if God is saying that this is not what he wants, then it didn't come from God. Right. So who did it come from? And we can, yes, we love those above us and we have, you know, those that we trust and confide in and they have influence over us. But we have to, we still have to stick with the word. Like I reverence my pastors, those who have led me in, in this right direction. But I love my, my dad, my mom, my sisters, my, my brothers in Christ, everybody. But at the end of the day, you have to study for yourself. And sometimes that studying will lead you to find something different than what you were taught. And that's not to call someone a false teacher, because I, I want to stay away from that. I think that argument can be made another day at another time. 
But right now, it's not the fact that to call someone a false teacher, but it's for you who has been listening or have been listening that you need to study for yourself. And it's not to tell you, hey, you need to leave your church. You need to leave that that mass that you're going to. No, it's not to say that at all. Actually, it is to say just you need to study the scriptures further. That way you could be a change in insofar as where you are. And I would really and I should have started off with this this verse. But Ch- Ephesians chapter one, verse 17 through 23 because a big part of this, I know that, you know, there there will be many people who have their denominational type thinking. So and, and no matter what side they're on or what what faction they choose, I do want to us to pray this Ephesians chapter one, um, verse 17. I'll try not to read the whole thing because it is pretty long in the Amplified version. I'm going to see King James because I know it's probably like five times shorter. Yeah, so. In the King James Version, Ephesians 1, chapter 1, verse 16, or verse 17 through 23. Um, Yeah, I got to start at 16. Cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling, And what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us, Lord, who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named not only in this world, but also in that which is to come and hath put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is the body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. Now, that's a prayer that I believe if you're taking time out to listen to something like this, which sometimes it goes against all of what you have ever known. And it's gone against stuff that I thought that I knew, right? I think that this prayer will, if you truly believe it, of course, if you truly believe that this prayer can work, because it is a prayer. It says, making mention of you in my prayers. This is the prayer that Paul was praying with those at Ephesus. It's like to help enlighten you. And I want you to pray it for me as well. I don't want to pin this as though like, hey, he just thinks he's right. And that's it, man. I've been praying this prayer for years. My father, the the great Elder Mosley <laughs> Sr. Um, gave me this scripture. And I was like, wow, I don't have to debate with people and argue. It's like, hey, man, pray this prayer for me and I'll pray it for you. And let's see, because I want to be right. But what I'm saying is. I want to just come from scripture, too. I don't want my right to just be because I think I think I am or I can find a verse to try to help me out. And it doesn't say what I'm saying. I I would like to just speak in scripture. I've been trying to do that for years now or not trying. I I think I've been mildly successful, (laughs) but I want to be right. So I would love if, you know, if you're listening to this and you you have a, another way of thinking, I hope that you pray this prayer for me, because I think that there are a lot of things that 
we're going beyond scripture to have to figure out to then keep the division among us. That's why we all don't believe the same thing. And I think that in a way that will keep us from salvation. Because what if we are thinking that we're saved because we follow a denomination and we haven't actually acknowledged that we believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God and he died for our sins and that, you know, we want to live a new life with him. Like, I, I think that that's a really big deal. I mean, because we're we have him as a mediator. There is no one else. The scriptures are all that we need. But I think that we have continuously gone above and beyond that. So once we're looking for more out of the Bible, we want more revelation and understanding. And it's like, man, it's all right here. You don't have to go beyond this. Like, I mean, in denominations, we're we're praying to the, the dead. We're praying to the deceased. You know, we're we're praying to whether it be or like we're petitioning the angels and petitioning the saints that have died before us. We don't have to do that. We have one mediator. We have that one mediator. And so and again, 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 I'm, I'm preface while well, I'm saying all of this. I'm not telling anyone to stop or start doing something like but I do think it would be of your best interest to take consideration of what I'm saying. So it's not to make you do anything, but I definitely want to provide this information so that way you can see a different side. And then it's up to you to choose. I I don't have a heaven or hell to put you in. I don't have that. But it's like I would like for you to choose heaven, but I do know that heaven looks a certain way. And there's I don't think that there, there's just a one specific way, even though I think that way is Jesus. But with his with his attributes and his decision making, and then we are believing that the writings and teachings of the, the New Testament after the Gospels are all inspired by God. Then we're we're saying that you can't be a part of something else, man. You can't identify as something outside of Christianity, because I know even Christians who don't believe in, quote unquote, denominations. You're like, oh, I'm not a Christian. I, I just have a relationship with God or I'm spiritual. It's like, man, you're <laughs> you're a Christian if you want to follow Christ, like <laughs> that, that because that's what Christianity is. Just because so many people have misused the name doesn't mean anything. Like you're still a Christian, whether you want to identify as it or not. You're you're a Christian if you're following Christ. If that's exactly what you're doing, then you're a Christian. Because this. This life is more, man. It, it's so much more to this life. There's so much understanding in this Bible that is not limited to the priests or the fathers or the elders and the pastors and the teach. Like it's open for everybody. But I think that once we get out of the thinking of factions and um, this useless hierarchy in certain areas, um, because there are people who, who may be more wise and have more wisdom. And that's that's good. Most of those people have take time to study to get there and to go through hardship and to go through different things to be at the point that they are at. Um, because the Bible does make clear that we have to move on from elementary principles. So clearly there's some people in elementary. They're still drinking milk. And, and that is fine. We don't we don't bash them. 
But then there are people eating the food. And then the Bible does recommend and encourage us to get away from the milk and to get onto the solid food. So I, I think that, you know, this this podcast was definitely geared towards giving someone a new mind of of what they truly believe in. Why do you believe what you believe in? You know, and hopefully it gets you to to do some research to make sure that if you believe in denominations, that what you believe in lines up exactly with the word of God. So if, if you do claim Catholicism and you're also claiming the Bible. Like, let's just know that the Bible says this, if you are claiming Pentecostal, which is, yes, it was Pente- the day of Pentecost, but we've, we've made it more than that. Like, yes, to be baptized is a like you could low key call yourself a Baptist, but we know that that's not what we're talking about. Right. We know that that's not it. Like, I mean, I don't know the Methodist because I don't want to say, oh, there's methods <laughs> like I, I haven't I didn't do my research on those. So I'm not going to uh, try to joke about that. But, yeah, I, I want people to make that that better decision, not just because that's how. You know, because I don't think that we're believing in most of these things just because we grew up in it or, you know, that we've been around it so long. So we just agree. I don't think that that's us. I think that we are a people who have taken the time and done whether it be biased research or not. It's like that's the conclusion that we've come out with. I just hope that this is new information. I hope that this is new information that we didn't know this information and that, hey, God is against us being divided. And the term is Christian because that's it. Like, that's all that it is. And that the word of God is the the substantial thing. There is nothing else. There is nothing else outside of the books of the Bible. And yes, we can talk about if there should be more books. That is a discussion. I personally don't believe that there is. I think the 66 is it. And I've done my research on that. So I'm willing to have conversations about that. But it's like we have to then make a decision, even if you have the information. I'm not telling you to believe because Mark said it. I I want you to do your own research, but I, I want it to be from the Bible. You don't have to go read an article. You don't have to read somebody's book. Like, I want it to just be from the Bible. So you can see that I'm not being biased about this. That it's not just what I think should happen, but this is what the Bible is saying. So I I think that once we get to that point of unity, then we will show the world that we are truly denying ourselves. And then I think that that will bring about the participation because we still have a great commission, which is to go in souls. But we shouldn't be winning them to our denominations. We should just be winning them to Christ. We should just. We would know that it, that these people can just be forgiven by the dying of Jesus Christ on that cross and rising three days later. That their sins are forgiven past, present and future. Like I, that, that's what the word says. That is how we win souls. That is what we're winning them for. We have to believe that we can make and have made mistakes and that to make a mistake, you have an advocate. First John chapter two, verse one. But you're still required to live like Christ. First, first John two and six. Because those who are born of the God seed 
they cannot sin. And that's the spiritual part of you. And that's first John chapter three. And I want to say it is verse nine. Because he's born of God, that person cannot sin. It's the the inside man, right? So well, there's a lot to unpack. There's a lot to decide. Um, you know, hopefully you you're making the right decision because denominations just aren't a part of the, of what we should be doing as a Christian culture. It's just not. The culture is Christian. That's it. And I know that we we have um, different emotional attachments to our different groups. That's all right, but that does not excuse disobedience. Because if disobedience is to have a faction or to have a denomination, like our emotional tie to that doesn't make it right. It it just does not. And I know that some of these are hard truths, but that's why I'm giving scriptures like Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17 through 23. I want you to pray that for me. I want you to pray that for yourself. I want you to truly believe so that way you can see what I'm saying or I can see what you're saying. Because re regardless if you talk to me about your belief or not, if you pray that prayer for me, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. So I truly, truly, truly hope that, you know, we're doing the better thing, right? That we are making the better decision and not just making a decision and that be good enough. Because I, I truly don't believe that it is. I truly don't believe that it is. So th those are the similarities, but but that's not congruent because they have their similarities. Some people are are going to teach that Jesus died and rose on the cross and and that Paul is a, a major figure. But then we're, we're leaving out some of the scriptures. We're leaving out some of the doctrine so that we can continue in a certain direction. But all of this is based on faith. It has to be. So I say, you know, I, I hope that this sparks conversations among us and being able to make the better decision, um, have a better thought process. Um, but as, as every episode, I want to extend out to anyone who has heard this and, and does want to know more about Christ and does want to give their life to Christ. I will always lead you to Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10, um, because I do believe that that verse kind of sets the standard as to us believing um, in, into this religion because it is a religion you know we've already had that conversation but Romans 10 9 and 10 that if thou should confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and should believe in thy heart that God raised him from the dead thou shall be saved like it is it is that simple it is that simple to just believe those things you're actually believing you're confessing one thing that Jesus is Lord it's not confessing my sins to Jesus it's confessing that Jesus is Lord and just believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. Like that is something that you will have to accept as fact, though your physical, um, your physical senses cannot experience that. We can't physically experience right now that Jesus rose from the dead. But we do comprehend this to be fact. That is what saves us. So hopefully, you know, will you answer that call? Will you answer that? Would that be what you do? I think that even to believe this and yes, with the debates and the controversies, there is still a lot of good to be had to believe in this. We may not agree on every subject, but to the, the, the foundation is with your mouth calling him Lord Jesus and that Jesus died on the cross and he was raised from the dead. 
by God. That is it. That's the foundation. And to get into the weeds of the matter, that's what I'm doing is like, hey, I want us to make better decisions. I want us to be unified and be of the same mind because the Bible says what it says. And yes, the, the different translations, so forth and so on. But the Bible says what it says. The concepts have to be the same. Right. So let, let us get rid of the factions. Let us get rid of the division that is um, that is in us so that way we can be better as a body of Christ. So we can be better. But again, I hope you guys are having a great start to the new year. Um, today is number two. Um, we've already got two days in. I believe this year will probably go just as fast as the past two years have blown by. Um, we have some big things coming this year. It'll only just get better. I hope that you enjoy the rest of your day, the rest of the week. Show each other some love. Reach out to your family members and your friends um, because they may be in need of, of some love. Pray for them. Pray for me. I gave you those scriptures. Um, but again, I truly, truly thank you for um, tuning into this podcast, The Gospel of Mark. Um, hopefully it will only get better. There are some more things I'm going to add to this as well as some special guests and so forth and so on. Um, but again, thanks you for, thank you for tuning in and bye-bye.